Welcome to Grit and Gravitas with Anne and Annie, bringing you savvy, spirited stories of success. We're excited to deliver 30 minutes of inspiration, impact, and goodness. We'll be bringing you guests and friends from around the country who have very special work and personal journeys. I'm Ann Dieter Gallagher, your co-host with Annie Carnathan, and this is Grit and Gravitas. Let's go. Annie Carnathan, best part of my day, as my husband would say, it's kind of like a love fest in here. Uh, Welcome to Grit and Gravitas podcast studio. We have a lot to talk about today. We do, and it's just us. Yes, yes. So so may I say that that we are still my favorite guests. (laughs) Are you and I, which is how this originated, even though our guests to date have been outstanding, phenomenal. There aren't enough adjectives. Uh, So welcome. And it's just really great just to see you. We're going to start off with some good news. And it's High Gear Friday uh, for Dieter Gallagher Group. We always shout out uh, some extraordinary work that we have been able to accomplish for clients or some new story uh, that their team might be celebrating. So this is, we're going to celebrate our story and one of our big wins today. So this week, um, as you know, and a uh, media release is going to go out today about this announcement, we entered Grit and Gravitas in a um, the Central Pennsylvania Public Relations Society of America awards um, program. And we entered two awards. One was for a client and one was for Grit and Gravitas, uh, which we are also a client and Universal Media is the client. And we won Keystones in both awards. So that's Gold. the highest of the high for both. And it's a pretty intense rubric and uh, measurement system. It isn't that you submit them and people look at them and say, oh, Grit and Gravitas, that looks fabulous. You know, 100 points. That's not the way that works. You have to submit data and analytics. And we threw in some testimonials and our strategy behind that. What, what was our mind share that went into building out Grit and Gravitas? Why did we do it? Who cares about rigorous. it? That sounds like a very rigorous, time-consuming process. So I had read you pre-recording some of the judges' remarks, but we were beyond thrilled to receive a Keystone uh, Award, which is the highest awards. And I was there. Unfortunately, you weren't able to join me to accept that award, but it just further reminded me of the good work and the investment that we're doing to pay it forward for Uh, Women and men, one of the judges said, you know, after I listened, this is clearly not just limited to women. And we know that because we have a lot of male uh, listeners who respond to us and say, hey, I really, this really resonated with me. So congratulations for your share of the Keystone Award. Right back at you, lady. I could not be more thrilled. We know what the mission is solely to help women in business and, and, and of the commonalities that we can find in all women is, uh, the fact that there are men in their lives. Right. And to sort of crack that code, right. We've heard so many neat male comments about what the show means to them. And so heart filled with pride and gratitude, um, totally for the mission. And I must say, because we can't go through it, this might be a double episode, who knows? Cause I am rearing to go. <laughs> so we are, um, in the morning after, uh, uh, a central part of your tithing and gift giving, which is the Salvation Army. Yes. Uh, you and guys the, were phenomenal. And the Be the Light, mm-hmm, campaign. uh, campaign. 
and that culminated last night and just, just a, an amazingly glorious event for, for so many reasons, your baby in a lot of ways that the Salvation Army is pun intended. And so, um, congratulations. Thank you. And it's good. You know, when I mention awards, um, sometimes clients will say, you know, I don't really know if I'm into that. Do you know why we submit, uh, award applications? No. It's very good to pause and uh, go deeper into the work that you do every day and remind yourself and remind clients, this is why this matters. Sometimes we are running at warp speed and we're never slowing down to take a look back and say, wow, I, I didn't realize the doors that this opened, the sales that that brought in, the impact that one blog post had or that one media interview had. It is good to pause and reflect and say, wow, this is what we learned and this is why this matters deeply to us and this is why uh, we want others to recognize this accomplishment. What's interesting about that, uh, you know, universal media was uh, blessed enough to be able to contribute to this. Yes, and, immensely. Yeah, and when, and when you thanked you know, our chairman, uh, Don Young of the ownership group and his wife, um, you know, Annie Shield Young, um, essentially I followed up what you said and, and, and said to him verbatim, what we do every day makes this possible. And that's the real payoff for business. If you, if you tithe and if you give, and if your heart has the truest of intentions, to help people who don't have that success. Absolutely. So I couldn't agree more. Now I'm going to pivot right into business again, right? So <laughs> Yes, your um, favorite uh, writer or, or blogger? My blogger, Seth Godin. So two things every day I read is the Bible in some capacity. In some days more than others, it's an app. Uh, shocking, right? Open up and, and that's that's it for me. And then and Seth, Seth Godin, the, the blog. So he's my marketing sort of... Um, I'm, I'm an evangelist for him. And think about that every day, seven days a week, just it's there. Yeah. So in, 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 in talking lately about being a boss, right. And you've heard the comment that, Oh, I want my own business. So I'm the boss. Yeah. And let me just start with the premise that in business, you better have other bosses. Mm-hmm. So if universal media has, you know, 40 partners, let's say, guess how many bosses I have? (laughs) I have 40. Yes. And, and, and our ownership group led by the chairman is absolutely my boss. And honestly, the stakeholders really are my boss because they decide every day, right. To lead, to follow, right. Or maybe some instances get out of the way. So I want to talk about what it means to be a boss and what that distinction is and why a, a, a fair swath of people do not ever want to be the boss. Yeah. So that's how I want to say it. But, but I'm majority gonna, of people majority don't ever want to be of a, a boss. Right. Yeah. And, and we have a tendency in, in the lens for me to say, why wouldn't everybody want to make a decision? Yeah. Be the boss. Speak the truth. And you forget that's your lens and you better get people around you that are going to tell you the truth about yeah. why not everyone sees it that way. Mm-hmm. So again, shout out to okay. Seth Godden. Uh, the title of the blog is The CEO of You. I'm going to read it verbatim. 
big company CEOs get paid ridiculous amounts of money, but the good ones also do something that most of us avoid. They make decisions. In fact, that's pretty much the core of the job. Whether to shut a plant, open a store, create a division, invest in new technology. That's the part that creates the most value. When we go to work, most of us simply go to work. We do our jobs, respond to the incoming, hone our craft, make some sales. The decisions get put off or ignored altogether. And yet it's the strategic decisions that can change the arc of our career Good line. in our job satisfaction as well. Here's a simple list of questions. What are the five big decisions on your desk right now? Would others in your position have a different list? How much of your day is spent learning what you need to know to make those decisions? And can you make them all by Tuesday? Wow. And to, to me, first and foremost, we are all our own boss. But you know what comes with making a decision too, which I don't think he talked about, is how when you make a decision, there's going to be somebody that doesn't like it. Agree with it. Appreciate, agree with it, think it's fair. And inherent in each and every one of us, regardless of what anyone says, we want to be liked. Mm -hmm. Right. And I just read a quote that says, why in the world would everyone like me when I don't like everyone? <laughs> That's a good uh, perspective. And I didn't mean to come in and, and, and attach those two in a day. Mm -hmm. But what most people don't want to do is offend someone, create conflict, not essentially please mm -hmm. what it is that does whatever has to happen to not have conflict. Right, right. And I think it's worth trying to peel the onion around what a decision means mm -hmm. and that if it's a decision period. If I want to go to this restaurant and my son and my husband want to go somewhere else, someone's not getting right. what they want in that decision. And then it becomes all the layers below the tip of the iceberg that, ah, that's a sort of simple one. I think the whole, so that's a, that's a leadership skill, um, to be a leader, you have to be able to make decisions. So think of, I'm reminded of Janet Donovan, one of our uh, guests in the studio, CEO of the Girl Scouts, who was former rear admiral. When you're making decisions in the military that will put people's lives at risk, can you imagine the decision-making process or all the intellect you're tapping or gathering to make that decision, but at the end of the day, it's your decision. Just like you're, you know, sitting in the CEO suite at Universal Media and your decision with your team and their decisions with your client base will enthrall the clients or upset them, create business or, you know, cause business to stagnate for a little bit. But you've got to, you have to trust yourself 
uh, to believe enough in yourself. This is the, I've, I've studied the situation. I've gathered the data. I've asked my circle of influence. We're going forward in this direction. You got to go. You can't look back. You can't worry. It's a, it's a tough quality not to worry what people think about your decision. And an almost impossible. It one. is almost impossible. And imagine that push pull every time you make a decision. Yeah. And for me, I pray for an hour or two to not have to make a decision <laughs> just to get the respite from yeah. everything that comes with. Yeah. Because inherent in every single decision you make is the collateral damage and the risk. Yeah. If it's not the right air quotes decision and, and, and people are like, how did you know to do that? How did you know to do that? Well, they don't see the little mini failures, right? It's, it's, well, still- and it's your, it, it's your, um, realm of experience that you're putting into that decision. They wouldn't know all the backstory of to your experience of what you've learned in your decision-making process as you survey the landscape. But I think the most important is you've got to make the decision. Some people are paralyzed by that and they will never own a company because they, number one, their desire not to offend somebody is greater than their desire to be innovative and do something really cool and then figure out, is it, is it going to be super cool or is it, did it bomb? And so they don't have the, uh, emotional resilience to withstand that. And, you know, I still struggle with all that. What if my decision is everybody, everybody love everything, but you know, that's not my job that you love everything. My job is to help you do more and better business with the stories we create and the media we provide and who shows up. That's my job. So uh, I think the older we get, the more experience we get, we get better at making those decisions and honing down to who needs to be involved. And really that shines through in a crisis like a pandemic and that's shown through for you. Right. And, and the, 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 the impact for me, and, and as I look out, it's like, if, if I go back, I try to ask everyone that I think can have something I want to hear around that decision. I look at the risk. I look at who it impacts. I look at who it will absolutely upset. And at the end of the day, I go out, I make it. But then, but then I do think I marshal everything within me to make that the right decision. Mm -hmm. There's not a whole lot of luck. No, you're setting the table and you're doing, you're controlling everything you can control. You can't control the financial markets. You can't control, you know, the client's response to these decisions, but your team trusts you or you wouldn't be in that position. They've seen you perform for them and have their back. So you're going into battle uh, with all the best intentions and garnering the best information. Is Are you going to win every battle? No. And who? what guest did we have said that? Was it one of the, uh, did Lauren uh, Turnbull say that? You can't, you're not winning every battle. And so we should do guests in review <laughs> and take and pull out their business vitamin and that in and of itself. And she said, and, and she's do. a high performing, influential uh, executive at Hershey Entertainment Resorts. And, and from her realm of experience, you're not going to win. We set ourselves up for failure if we think every single day is a um, grand slam. It's and, not. And honestly, people who sit there and say leaders that are successful are lucky. Oh, my golly. 
And honestly, luck to me, you make your own luck. And and it is where opportunity yeah. and hard work meet. It's it's not a coincidence. It's not lucky. Yeah. Are there is there favorable timing? Lots of times I'll say, ooh, ooh, everything is exactly right, but my instinct tells me it's just not the right time. Another uh, interesting part of that equation, as as we vacillate on decision making, what we rarely bring into the equation is um, opportunity loss. The more we sit and are paralyzed, like, should we do A or B, we're losing opportunity for new business or success by not not deciding sooner rather than later. And how do you calculate yeah, that? Yeah. How do you look back and say, by, I'll just stay right here. Yeah. It's comfort zone. We're great. Yeah. And I think, too, that's the intersection of, of scale. Yeah. And stay exactly at this level. Safe. Because there's cost and risk to scaling. doesn't just happen. Because, you know, when you add people to a chemistry, yeah. you know, and you're going down, now the bar's up here for people you hire. Right, right. Right. And you may or may not know any more or less about them. And so that's a really intriguing part. See what we do together <laughs> that I didn't even consider. But, but what I will tell you, too, is that people who sit there and go, I don't know why I don't get promoted. I don't know why I do that. I don't know why I do that. Like, like every single level of leadership and and it it's it's not the c suite it's not owning your own business if someone is a director they're either managing someone or a process which impacts their customers if someone is a is a vp ooh more responsibility more thought leadership there are reasons corporations have levels yeah and and it isn't necessarily about the title to me it represents more so how the company thinks mm -hmm. and how it's structured. And so I don't think cor corporate is any more or less relevant to an entrepreneurial small business. It's just that you understand to me the levels of thought leadership yeah. and yeah. what the responsibility and the depth to that decision. Right. Somebody has to make it. And think about if you are, you know, the leader of a company that you don't own. So now the leadership, what I started out by saying, look at all these bosses I have. Yeah. And there's, I'm always in the middle, mm -hmm. in the middle between, you know, the, the, the company and the partners, you know, the ownership group and the employees, there's just this rub, mm -hmm. constant friction. And oh, by the way, you're never, ever, ever as a leader. And I think this is really important for women to understand that with every decision, the higher and higher that climb is, the magnitude, there are going to be people who are very unhappy. <laughs> that, that's a multiplier effect right there. The more successful we find ourselves, you know, there will be more people underneath like, oh, you know, I don't think, I don't think she deserved that. Or I'm, I wonder how she got in that position or I'm, I'm not crazy about, you know, that track record. And you really have to steel yourself to those things. You got to, um, I would say my biggest boss is me. At the end of the day, I have to know that I gave 110% and that it was the right decision gathering all the information I had for that day at that time in that place. So here's my thing with that. So is there, is there any way to give more than 100%? It's 100%. Or... 
is the world doing 95 and you're doing a hundred? Because if you're doing a hundred, most people aren't doing a hundred. And, and what is 110? Like, isn't a hundred <laughs> the maximum? And think about that set point. Yeah. So, but, but I hear 110 all the time. So wait a minute, do, do you have more time in the day? Are you more efficient? Does it mean you just accomplish more? And I, that's the kind of crazy good, stuff, yeah. right? No. And I mean, I think it's, it's because what it implies is everyone else does this and I do that. Yeah. Even though 100, like, I don't know how you go over that sample size. So when now you we cause me not to say 110. Well, no, but if, but, but, but isn't <laughs> good it challenging yeah. if, if we do yeah. data, because I know exactly what you're saying yeah. though. I do. Expression. And it, 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 it 100% is. And the cliches stick around for a reason, right? They, you know exactly what right, someone's right. saying. And so when I say we do these indexes of stats and data and, you know, all the things right. that are not warm and fuzzy to me, and we say that performs at 130%, like, well, what? What? Well, the relativity of that is it's, it's 30% over the average. Right, right. Because you can't be more than 100, yeah. right? And so to me, though, that goes to how much is someone maximizing? Because there's absolutely no way in like you and I yakking before we get in here and do what we do. That's not, that's still filling time, but it's not, it's not right. our job at a hundred percent. Nobody can do that. So the over-efficient maximizer, right. go, go, go. And that's what decision makers do, even in to determine where their time is spent yeah, and with whom. Mm-hmm. And for women, this is a woman's show, we think, um, you know, it impacts everybody is like, like, okay, well then we bring in like, cause what if you have a friend at the company, mm-hmm. it's going to be adversely impacted and they're your friend. Yeah. And then all of that comes in, right? Cause women are more emotional, more touchy when a woman starts and we're tribe to, oriented. So, tribe you know, oriented. we want everyone to be in a better place and, benefit from our leadership and yeah i mean there are hard facts in life and there are uh inequities in life and so we do try to make decisions in the best interest of the business of the clients of the employees and we've talked many times that our chief asset are the people that work for us and with us that's our, that's, that's really the, the engine of everything. If we lose our people, we lose our business. And what happens when you look in the mirror and you think, Ooh, I, I can't lose her. No. Yeah. Can't, 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 can't lose that. <laughs> right. And we talk about ourselves in the mirror and I think women just have a tendency to, to, to just not be clinical. You know, we talk about women as leaders mm-hmm. versus men as leaders. We're very, very different. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah. As we have illustrated with amazing women. Right. All in leadership positions. It's not a woman on our show that is totally making different decisions paths about, right? to leadership. Right. And why is it that we as women internalize so much more about a decision that's going to adversely impact someone versus one that we know in our heart because we know who we are. Right. And we know what we've done to, to, to research it, you know, and we hopefully know the collateral damage and we know what the risk is and we've done our due diligence yeah. and we're going to make it and someone's still going to be unhappy with it. I think it sort of reels in that like factor. Yeah. And it's difficult for women 
to go, you know what? No, no. I know me. I know what's in my heart. This is the best decision I can make. And that's why, you know, I I had a CEO this week say it's really lonely at the top. Oof. There's, you know, you're making tough decisions that would impact uh, employees and families and that very often in business, especially through a pandemic, many of those decisions came rolling in like a, a tsunami and you had to make them and people's lives were changed by them. For, and, forever. Yeah. And you, you have to um, do the best you can with the best information you can. I wouldn't say women should not shirk those responsibilities because of that. Don't not seek a leadership position because you're afraid you'll make a wrong decision. That's, we all I, do, I, though. That's, I don't, that's absolutely crystallized my point today. I make plenty of wrong decisions. Right. But don't step into that opportunity when, you, when the door opens. And we've had episodes on this, you know. We can't clamor that we only have 12% of women in Fortune 500 CEO suites if more women don't walk in the door, don't raise the hand, don't show up. We can't, I mean, we, we have to show up. Don't risk failure yeah. and to you, not get that promotion, right. to, not, to not be able to there get there. There will be unpleasantness involved there. in any leadership and even in a small business. When you're starting a business, maybe the unpleasantness comes by a client leaves, a customer gets so upset they write a, a one-star review. That's life. And the more, and I think that's something we build our tribe for, like, hey, you know, anyone else have this happen to you? You know, I need, I need some feedback now. And that's the commonality that I found that's been so inspiring. Where you get back in the battle. When I hear your stories, I'm like, whoo, okay, Annie did this. I can get back in there and do it. You know, I can overcome this situation. And all we need to do is get up one more time. Right. Then we're knocked down and it's okay to put a hand out, two hands out. My entire point is you have to be willing to step up yeah. to make decisions totally. or you are not moving ahead. And and this whole sort of fantasy land of, well, she's the boss. I don't ever get to sit there and no. say, I'm doing this and you're doing this because yeah. I said so. Like who, who, who lives in that world? Because that's a short porch, right? You're going to be like over teacup down the <laughs> steps. Right. And so it's all about building consensus yeah. and it's all about everyone wanting, right. To, to make it the best decision with you. So now let me challenge you on the consensus. I, I agree with that to a point, Margaret Thatcher, one of my role models said, no, I'm paraphrasing. No great thing was ever achieved by consensus. At the end of the day, she had, the buck stopped with her as it stops with us. She surveyed the landscape, but you know what? I'm going this way. You, you take in all that information. Doesn't mean you're going with groupthink. In your heart, you know, and you're in the position of leadership, you're going to do it. So consensus to a point, but, but you got to be confident in yourself like this. I am going this direction. Follow me into battle or find another army. Fantastic point. And that's why from from two like yeah. perspectives, but two enti- you hear one word yeah. and it completely <laughs> takes us down different paths, which is And this is not scripted for all the listeners. They know that. Oh my gosh. We don't oh. even have talking points, which makes me uneasy, but we don't. <laughs> and that's your influence on me for a podcast. But but later, if, if, if so we had a speaker this week at, at a function we had off site and you could ask uh, the man 
What was your impression of the speakers? Yep. Boom. Yep. Female, what was your impression of the speakers? <laughs> like, like I yeah, love that. Nowhere near <laughs> the same thing. I love that. And so the man will say, well, how would I? I mean, I'm a guy. How would I see that? Blah, blah, blah. And the, and the, and the woman's take, it was... It was like this fascinating survey case study in real time. I'm like, that's oh so cool. My. And I didn't, I wasn't really in either one's camp. Well, that's a good point for, for a speaker. And you and I have both been presenters many times over. Don't walk into the room expecting consensus or 100%. If, if 50% of the audience is female and they love you, and 50% is male and they're like, you know, as far as speakers go, she's okay. You know, that's a, that's a high gear win. You're, they're coming from diverse perspectives. And it's, it's, it, it, it illustrates again, as a leader, you're saying you these people said the exact same thing to <laughs> everyone and two really lenses. smart lenses. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. With two different lenses. And, and that's not, okay. A, it is. It's such as the male female because you have to ask. Yeah. You know, that's okay. me, when all else fails, I'm the genius that just asks. <laughs> Can we use words? You know, you're in the middle of this email and you're like, eh, you know, I don't like the phone, but I'm going to pick, pick up, the, up phone the phone because I'd rather have that. Yes. Yes. Versus really a one way. That's what email right. is. Right. You can go back and forth, but every time you answer, it's, it's one way. It's exhausting and you're not getting any of the body. It's not Language time well spent. I no. need to know. And I've done it more times than not. Just pick up the phone. Can we just, you know, especially if you're on the iPhone or you're texting, it's, I can't do it. it it's too much, too much explanation. And you try someone and say, oh, I see a missed call. Did you need something? Yeah, I'd just like to talk to you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 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 it's everybody's day. Like, there's an agenda. Like, can I just want to talk to you? No, no big deal, right? And so I think um, that, that topic for me, and I just, mashed them together decision making around who it upsets the feelings i hurt etc 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 again i feel the distinction of the more clinical nature of men yeah versus that emotional nurturing side to women and everything that comes along with that for just maybe the same decision in a different package. So a couple of business vitamins, and I'm going to look at our time because we're getting close. What we're the there. heck? Oh, we're there. What the heck? Colin's going to have to master edit. couple business vitamins, and this is, this is from my experience and yours too. Um, I just want to remind every female listener and our young listeners, our mid-careerists, show up. Do not say no to a leadership opportunity, whether it's a director on a board of directors uh, where you have fiduciary responsibility. Do not say no because you're afraid to make that decision or to go into a new chapter or to try something new. We need women to step up, to show up, to raise their hand, to, to get in the game that way. And I would challenge them, just uh, do it. And those decision-making um, uh, roles become easier. It's okay that not everybody loves us. Keep reminding me of that, would you? <laughs> I mean, it's reality. How in the world, you're a bad example to say, you know how many men did you date that you didn't marry, right? <laughs> but um, the bo- Yeah, I'm not the example for no, that. No, the, but, but the bottom line is, th- just think about that. Think about friends that, that grow away. Fr- I mean... There's just so many people that you don't, that, that necessarily like, uh, you're not, uh, you know, they're not going to walk life with me and I'm not going to walk like with, like, I just don't, I, and it looked, it's just me, right? It's okay. 
Well, I'm not everyone's cup of tea. Trust me when I tell you, right? I love that reminder. And it's okay. You know, you need to invest in the people that do want your your friendship, your tribe, your business skills. You You need to be released. The people that don't love us, don't pretend to love us. We need to go on to the people that are waiting. But that- we don't we don't look at the dynamic that way. Yeah. And it's always impossible until it's done. And why in the world don't we look at that release as and this is about way back to the sales days, right? You're a commissioned salesperson. You don't want someone to string you along. No. You don't want them to waste your time. It always drove me crazy in meetings that were just meetings to have meetings. Well, wait a minute, no. that's my dime. No. If I'm sitting in here, I'm not. I'm not helping anybody, which means I'm not getting paid. And so it, it, it's just a dynamic that if, 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 if a person says, no, no, and, I, and you're coming into the world cold, you're a total stranger, when they say, no, how is that personal? Like, I just didn't ever right. connect those dots. I read a good <clears throat> story about this, and, and we'll end this episode on, on this, that uh, a boss was having a difficult time firing an employee. It, it wasn't working out. Uh, I think both parties were aware of it. It was a struggle. The boss just didn't want to, you know, hurt the employee's feelings. And it was revealed that the longer she, I'm going to say she, the, the, the boss didn't let the person go. It prevented that person from growing into the, into the seat that they needed to be in. So you're really harming, you're not helping by maintaining a situation that's not productive or efficient for either party. You're preventing this younger employee from shining in what would be their opportunity. Let them go. Say you, you really need to invest and find the best opportunity possible. And it is not here. And so sometimes what we think we're, we're helping and we're emotionally invested, we're really just, uh, preventing the inevitable and they're missing time and we can't get that back. And you know, that's amen. Amen, amen, amen. And I say two things to, to our leadership group. There should never be a day where that's a, 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 any type of enjoyable conversation to say you can't, you can't work here anymore. It's the converse of that. Yeah. We've tried yeah. everything yeah. we can do to make your heart sing. Right. And we're not, we're not able to, to fit each other. Yeah. Right. It's as much about the company not having a place, right, for you. And, and, and yeah. you not being happy right, in, right. in the place to shine. And when you look out at it that way, um, regardless of why, I do believe I'm making that yeah. adjustment for them to go for And find. that's a tough decision to make, it's but brutal. you have to. It's brutal, but you, have you, to. you do have to. And when we talk about, you know, setback comebacks all the time, you know, what was then Clear Channel, which is now iHeart, for the second time said, you're not running this group. And honestly, Anne, I was just next rung, next rung. Yeah. Wait a minute. What? And there wasn't a why. Yeah. There wasn't a, here's what you would have to, oh, okay. I'm, I'm a big girl. I have to do. So the first time shame on them. The second time shame on me because it became crystal clear. Right. I wasn't getting that. And so my heart breaks in a million pieces. My feelings are hurt. Wait a minute. That upends everything. Now what? And it took me a year to figure out the now what. Yeah. And what what would it mean? What would you want to do? Because here it is. Here's your opportunity. What would it be? 
Who would you talk to? What would that look like? I said to people, if you had to sell one thing, what would you sell? And someone said to me something every single business needs. And I went, okay, that's advertising. <laughs> and it wouldn't be just that. So I think it, 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 and I wanted, uh, I wanted somewhere to go to every day. Mm -hmm. I wanted to belong to something. And so, you know, all these agencies I had enormous regard for, you know, throughout my career, people I genuinely loved that had mentored and tutored me. I mean, it just came down to where I live, where I could thrive. And then it, it became right. universal media for the people there, you know, for the ownership group. And I thought, wow, thank you. Clear channel slash iHeart. <laughs> it would have absolutely never, I would have never, I had goals and I'm so loyal. And sometimes you just sort of outstay your welcome. Yeah. And, and, but to get totally turned upside down, like who looks forward to that? Thanks for listening. It's our desire that these stories will bring energy, ideas, and fresh thinking that you can use today. Subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram and have a high gear day.